This week I sat down with Ed Kuzel. He is the lead singer of University Drive. Uh, he has some solo music, and I'm going to just be honest, pretty talented guy, really talented, amazing voice, and I think you'll see his artistic process um, in this conversation and just I just have so much respect for him as an artist, and uh, I always did, but now this conversation definitely sealed the deal. So, sit back, enjoy the show, this week's episode of How We Get By. Okay, so I am here with my friend, Ed. Hi, Ed. Hello. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Uh, Sure. Uh, My name is Ed Cuso. Um, I've been playing music and recording music and writing music for almost 18 years now. Played in a ton of bands my whole life. I mean, since I was 14, I've been doing this. I'm 33 now, so doing it a long time. Outside of that, uh, I've been doing like construction and painting and stuff like that just to pay the bills and yeah. playing cover bands and just a hustler trying to hustle. Try to get by. That's so. what it is to be an artist, I feel. Big time. Yeah. There's no other. This, my life has been just a constant try to figure out how to make it work. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. I think that's how it all is. Like, I'm. Sometimes I'm going to fairs, sometimes I'm like painting murals, like I'm doing all kinds of shit, so. So that's cool. I wanted to ask, did you ever have a time where you weren't in a band? Um, Like since you started? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, obviously, when I first, like the first things that, oddly oddly enough, the first things that really interested me uh, growing up were, was martial arts. I got real big into that Mm -hmm. when I was like, I don't know, 11 or something, and uh, I did that for, I don't know, seven years or something. I was really, really heavily into that. And then somewhere along the lines, I found Nirvana and punk rock, Ah. and it, like, messed my whole life up in the best (laughs) way. Like, it changed the course of my life, so. Yeah. But ever since then, I've been pretty steady with music. I mean, there was one period of my life where uh, I think it was like 2015 into 2016 where there was maybe about three to six months where I didn't have a band but I was making a record on my own oh, Okay. and I was just kind of like picking up the pieces because I had a band that had fallen apart kind of and uh, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next so that was the longest I've ever gone without really having a band three to six months so. and even so you're still making music yeah it's like <laughs> it's like a it's like an addiction I know it really, it's I a know. good addiction I know but it's, yeah at times at times yeah. it's a good addiction so do you mind telling a little bit like about your process no no uh well I, I think everybody has like different versions of what they do you know but uh for me it's always been uh it's kind of been everything seems to happen all at once you know there's times where i'll sit down and just have an idea for a lyric and i'll just write it down and store it away and come back to it and develop it and there's sometimes just write some music and come back and build on it but the best things 
that the best way I've noticed the songs come out is when it just kind of comes out it in happens. one. Yeah, when it just comes out in a burst, you're just fucking around, not I really know. trying to, you know, do anything special or significant, and then all of a sudden you have something that's like, where the hell did that come from? I What's know. that about? You Where know? did that come yeah, from? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is with poetry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In any in any art form, I think the most honest, expressive thing is when it just it's it's like you're you're a vessel for whatever it is. Sometimes you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, know yeah. I know. Sometimes I look back at things and think, wait, there's symbolism in that, but mm -hmm. I wasn't planning to have symbolism. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's Absolutely. wild. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's uh, most of the time, like specifically with the way I write is, uh, I've gone into songs where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna write it about this thing. I'm gonna write it about that thing. Or uh, this is what I want to convey. But what, seems to work for me is sometimes I'll just sit with the guitar and just I'll sing nonsense you know and then out of like that nonsense some line will come out that super seems super significant I don't know what it could be I don't know what it means yeah. but something about it there's it, like an energy there's maybe. An, yeah, yeah there's an energy or something uh, but it something just tells me to follow that and usually that line I just kind of follow that and that dictates the song and then it kind of comes out being about whatever it is until maybe a month later I can look back and go like, oh shit, I know exactly what this wow. is about. You know, so music's crazy. That's <laughs> cool though. Yeah. It's a way to learn about yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, so for, because I have the writing and I, uh, I don't have the music, I want to learn, but like for now, yeah. that's all I have. So my question for you is just like how do you, so when you're do you write the music and then you write the lyrics sorta but or do you just play music and then that sounds good mm -hmm. and then you how do you remember what you played so sometimes it's like it's all so different it's like yeah. sometimes i recently i'm i've been on this like crazy writing binge like the past month now where I'm really trying to get uh, I'm trying to get 30 demos like 30 songs finished before we we're gonna end up going into the studio so I've been like a crazy person. How many person. do you have? It, I have 17 at the moment but it's it's crazy it's crazy it's like I just I'm kind of a psychopath. No I get know, it like, I get it dude. And, uh, I admire it. Uh, it's it's admirable from afar but <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're living with it it's, I feel I bad know. for Chelsea most of the time. But it's uh, the ones I've been writing, most of them, not all of them. I, I have just a little eight track recorder. It's an old school recording setup. And uh, I just go in and I kind of mess around on a guitar and I figure out a progression or, you know, I figure out a verse progression and a chorus progression. And I just stay there and I go, okay, let's just record that. Let's just record that and make up as we go, whatever it's going to be, we'll make up a mock bridge and a mock second chorus and I'll record it all in like one or two takes and then I'll start just recording lyrics and whatever it ends up being, I'll just sit with it for a little while and then when we go to like actually record it, then I'll start making revisions like, okay, maybe, maybe that bridge kind of sucks or maybe those lyrics are kind of stupid. So I think that's the big thing that screws, uh, that screws up. Uh, a lot of songwriters is I, I hear it from a lot of like friends and people who um, haven't been writing songs for a long time. It's like uh, they're like, I could get the music, but I can't get the lyrics. So I can get the the first couple lyrics, but I can't figure out this. And you know, 
I think the biggest killer of creativity is like the the editor, the self-editor, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it goes the same for poetry yeah. or, or visual art or anything that you're doing because if you're constantly, if you're, you know, painting some piece and before you've even discovered what you're doing, you're already criticizing yourself, you, you're not going to get it. You're going to just keep wiping, wiping right. it clean and erasing. Yeah. You got to just let it be what it's going to be, come back to it and go, oh, I see, okay. Yeah, you know, like kind yeah. of slowly figuring it out. So right. that's that's kind of what I do. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, I love that. Wow. Oh weird. yeah. So I wanted to like, did you like ever have a moment where you were like, I was born for this? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. I see. I grapple with it a lot. Like I grapple with. It just sounds so silly to say, but I grapple with like the notion that I was to do this but at the same time like I inherently know that there's nothing else I'm very good at yeah you know? I, know. Like, I know that there's like I paint uh, I'm a union painter and I I, I, have, I love doing it it's no it's a great job yeah. I love working for the company I work for but I know that that's not like you know it doesn't feel like the end-all be-all for right. me. Construction's never felt like it. But I'm happy to do it. If that's how I... If I've got to do that until I'm gone, then I'm yeah. thrilled, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but all my life, I've always felt the most comfortable in a studio or writing or playing drums or, or just helping somebody arrange music, you know? Uh, when I was a kid... I, I think like the first, the, literally the first show I ever played, not the first show show, but the first performance, uh, it was at like some, one of our friends like parties, like yeah. you know, young, you know, like yeah. 17, I'm 16, I'm having a beer. And uh, they had instruments around and me and my two buddies just picked them up and just started like jamming in front of like three people. And I remember in that moment being like, that's what I want to do. I need to do this. This is that, and that was pretty much when I kind of threw everything else out the window. Did so you just pick up a guitar then? Well, no. I, I early on in my life, I, uh, I, I wanted, I, I wanted guitar lessons when okay. I was like, I don't know, maybe nine or ten. Mm -hmm. I was real into like, like funny bands like Motley Crue and all yeah. that stuff. Like just as a kid, yeah. I was more into honestly into the way they looked, like the theatrics <laughs> yeah. of it. I used to be like a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid, so I had all these wrestling like Sting, and Bret Hart, and Hulk Hogan, all these action <laughs> figures. And when I got into like Motley Crue and uh, Poison and all that yeah. stuff, as like a young child, based off of just like the theatrics, I used to go through all these heavy metal magazines, and I would cut out all their guitars, like like I'd actually, and I'd get tape. And I'd tape the guitars to the little action figures, what? and I'd play like Come on. I'd play like Doc, you know, Doctor Feelgood or whatever, and just like, <gasps> yeah, like, that was like my first real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so silly. But, no, that's amazing though. That's yeah, that, if you're not yeah. born for it, then I don't know who is. Yeah. So I, I, from then on, like, yeah, I always wanted to do it. When, that was like just the you know young child right. hobbyist in me, but then. Once I found Nirvana, that's kind of when everything... How did you find Nirvana? So, I found them twice. Yeah. First time was when I was like 12 or 13. I had a friend named Jeremy. I was like getting into skateboarding. It's like, dude, you need to... 
you need to get like some Jinko jeans, man. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> Did just you such have them? I do. Oh, oh no. I had like the big, no. I had the big of the bowl cut. That's I had awesome. Oh, I was, I was way cool. There was a themed party for that, like in college, but really? nobody could find them to wear them. I would find them. <laughs> I would find them and wear them today. My That's chain awesome. Wallet. And he, he was like, you need to listen. You need to get you some Jinko jeans. You need a Alien Workshop skateboard. And you need to listen to Nine Inch Nails, Nirvana. And like, I can't even remember what the other band was. So I got the uh, In Utero record and it was, I had the cassette, you know, like that's, that's how old I am. And, uh, <laughs> and I loved it, but through life, I just kind of forgot about it and got into martial arts, all that stuff. And then uh, I moved from Dunmore to Scott Township. I was hanging out with some people and my friend, Brian Arrigo, who played drums in my old band, Meld It. And uh, for a while, he played in Fire with Friends with Chelsea. Yeah. And I even jammed with them guys for a while, too. He actually was a huge Nirvana fan, still is. He had, it was like when there was Kazaa yeah. and all that stuff, mm -hmm. like one Oh, wire. my Lord, yeah. I forgot about Kazaa. Yeah, yeah, computer, yeah. true computer viruses, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God, make your computer sick. But uh, he had a live performance of them playing a song called Breed off of Nevermind. And it was honestly, like, wasn't even, like, a great performance. It was just, like so visceral and raw and I never I, I was never exposed to seeing anything like that like normal you know the bands I was into when I was a kid it was like these theatrics and perfect mm. and perfection and so like explosions and lights mm. and and then you just see this band where they're literally you know they look like they could all work at the gas station yeah. and they, they all did and they did yeah, yeah. They basically did <laughs> and they were all you know ripped jeans and they just yeah. didn't give a shit and they were like just just i don't know it was like reckless abandon and yeah. glorious and i remember that moment in specific being like all right I want to be in a band, so yeah. so that was huge for me, huge. Do you ever get, like, sad that you're like, wow, I wish that, like, that wasn't the end? Yeah. I mean, of course, everyone feels that way, but, with like, Nirvana, I think... With Nirvana? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel it with Nirvana. I, I love Nirvana, mm -hmm. but I'm not, like, a huge, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I will say that I love Avicii, mm -hmm. who, like, committed suicide, like, mm -hmm. a few years ago, mm -hmm. and I now, especially that a few years have gone by... It's like, I know all of his music, really. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, I'm like, oh, I wonder what he would have to say about the world, like, this. Yeah. Because if, if you listen to his lyrics, I feel like he really is, like, good at, like, spreading the message of love, exploring, like, the downsides of our society. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like, like, he was good. Oh, Kurt absolutely. Cobain at that kind of thing. And I have his, I think I have his, oh, yeah, I have his journals here. Oh, they're cool. But yeah. I remember when I found those. And for me, I'm, like, a writer, and I mm -hmm. always kept journals. And that, for me, like, I, even though I love his music, mm -hmm. that spoke volumes to me. Absolutely. Because he just, like, had such a idealistic view of the world and he's just like why is this all so shitty yeah <laughs> and i'm like i feel you dude yeah because I, I, I totally agree yeah. with them you know you feel like everything why why does it have to be such a struggle why does society yeah. have to view things the way that they view things you yeah. know I, I i don't know i always wonder I'm sure he would have a lot to say about <laughs> the current landscape for popular oh, music, Lord. just because it's like, I don't know, it's kind of a mess, you know? <laughs> like, you really? What do you mean? Like, I just don't, I mean, as far as the music and, like, the mainstream 
and I mean everybody's entitled to like what they like. Yeah. You know? and, there, and there's definitely some good bands out there, but I think what's really happening is in the underground. You know, like like uh, more punk rock or indie rock bands that are coming up. That there's huge scenes around those yeah. bands in big cities, but they're literally buried underground. And you know, they'll the likelihood that you'll ever hear those guys on a on a radio station yeah. or being pumped through uh, some I don't even know. It's so weird now with the internet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. It's just a crazy yeah. different world. And just in general, music is just, uh, it's its so different now than it was maybe, you know, ten, five years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. 15 years ago. its It's changed so, so much. So, But I do, I, I wonder what he would think. You want to give a shout out to some of those bands? Um, well, I mean, most of the bands that I love in, in our underground, like, you know, Estacoda, Firework Friends, Great Wave, Black Hole Heart, I, James Barrett, Bone Flowers, Rosary Guild. I mean, I could, I could literally go yeah. on forever. Ion Attraction, our scene Seriously. in specific, and it's pretty insane because I've played a lot of different places and I've seen a lot of awesome bands. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's no doubt that every every city and every state and every little little town has its share of yeah, amazing no, bands. Yeah, no, ours is the best. There's something special, man. <laughs> Wait, listen, special. here's my theory, and yeah. this is so off the wall. No, go for it. So this is my theory, though. I found out, and I the, again, like I didn't do the research on this, so mm -hmm. everyone listening, like if you want to research it and let me know how inaccurate mm -hmm. I am, or yeah. accurate I yeah, am, let yeah. me know. But I heard that the reason why we have an, like 75% of anthracite coal in okay. the world okay. is because when Pangea, so when we were all like one land mass, mm -hmm. we were like right in the center of the equator. Okay. So we got the sun on us and like whatever that meant, like did mm -hmm. whatever to the coal underneath us. Uh -huh. So like literally the, our pocket of the world was like the center of Pangea. That's that's what I heard. I don't true. if it's true. <laughs> and yet we have all of these crazy artists mm -hmm. and we're all nuts. Uh -huh. And I think it's because... It could be. <laughs> it makes it makes some sense. It could very well be. I don't know. There's definitely something, something going on in our no, area. No, but it's, it is. It's awesome. I saw a fire with friends like last weekend and that was the first time I really saw them live. Oh, at Stage West? Did yeah. you see them? Yeah. yeah, that was the first time I saw them live and it was, I was blown away. Yeah, they're... I was like super blown away. They're incredible, man. Yeah. They're incredible. And they're yeah. all my, everyone who's been in that band, I mean, I've been in and out of that band a million times, but... You know, they're all people who I sincerely consider my very closest friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all had our formative years together and figured out, like, kind of figured out how to be in a band together. And even when I wasn't in the band, like, just watching them grow and turn into what they've turned into mm -hmm. is incredible. Like, I just remember so many, so many iterations of that band and so many rehearsals and... If you go online, you could go on YouTube and see all like these funny road videos, yeah. like when we were on the road together. And, yeah. and I just look at all that stuff, and I'm. It, it it sounds so cliche to say like, like you know how you hear people say you don't even realize you're having you're in the best times of your life yeah. until they pass I you. Know. And those videos to me are like almost proof of that. Yeah. I'm not saying that good times aren't still to come, but there's something so special about about like young naivety yeah that like, innocence yeah and like that just like adventure for yeah. like the first time kind of thing yeah we're now i mean even like with 
you know, doing tours and, yeah. and doing shows and setting things up. Like I get excited, but I've been down, I've been down the road You've so many. You've done it. Oh, I've done it so many times that I, I, I've become a lot more practical about it. Like, well, we can't do that. Or, yeah. or you know, what's this going to serve us? Where back then we were, all of us were just nuts and we were like, we're and you're learning it. it. Yeah. 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 And so when you're learning it too, like you don't really have those restrictions. So there's like a funness. Yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of like yeah. falling in love for the first time. Like Absolutely. you don't know like what could happen. Oh, yeah. So you you're know. just like yeah. all hands on deck. Like we're going Screw for it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, just jump like, off the cliff. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. So I get that. Yeah. I get that. Well, I do want to, I'm going to ask you a little bit about your music and, and mm-hmm. stuff later, but I do want to ask, do you have any, um, like, mental health struggles or things that you've dealt with throughout your life? Well, I don't have anything as far as, like, I'm, I'm not diagnosed yeah. with anything, you know? Um, Which but, is perfectly okay. Right. Not, quote, <laughs> it's unquote, not like a requisite yeah, for the show. Right, right. Yeah. Like, but that being said, uh, I, I definitely definitely struggle heavily like in and out with depression like big time and that's not like not like uh i don't know i i think i think a lot of it comes from this weird place of of how i feel this sounds so silly but being in the music scene not that it depresses me but sometimes you feel like imposter syndrome you know you Mm -hmm. feel like like maybe like you're a fraud or something like that. You like know? you're not as good as you yeah. maybe like feel like you're hyping yourself. Or, or not like, even hyping, but or what you know, a lot of people have such people are really sweet and really, really kind and like I said, I've, I've been doing it a really long time and people can just be especially with the record we just put out, like people have been so yeah. unbelievably kind. I don't know. I'm just when people say certain things, I I take it to heart, like nice things, yeah. you know. But at the same time, I, I always I've I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and I always feel like I just I'm a fraud. It's not it's not I real, know, man. I'm not. You like, know your process. Yeah, yeah, and, and I yeah. and I know who I am. You yeah. know, like I'm at the end when that when someone's standing there saying like, oh, you're this, you're that, and I'm like, dude, I'm. I'm going home tonight. I'm just like I'm some dude. Like wa- I'm watching YouTube videos yeah. on my phone. Like you know, like trying even, to figure it out. Yeah, like yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm just a dude. So. I know. So I, I mean, I've always struggled with that, and I think just growing up, self-esteem issues like really, really bad. I was grow- growing up. I was sort of like chubby kid, heavy set. So I've always had like this complex of the way I look. Yeah. So yeah. you know. I don't know. I know a lot of guys that have that, especially yeah. if they were overweight growing up. Yeah. And I just think that it's like you become the target for yeah. like bullying. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, growing up. Because a lot of guys, like, it's like, it affects them, like, mm-hmm. well into adulthood. Oh, no yeah. question. Yeah. No question. I mean, I, I try to make the best of it and just, uh, you know, I, I don't, I really don't even talk about it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That, that much, but it's... It's something that I'm kind of always thinking about, yeah. like hoping I don't look weird or, or if, you know, I get real self-conscious if I, you know, put on like a couple pounds or yeah. something like, like just five pounds. I'm like, oh, yeah. no. oh no, everyone's, you know, if I walk into a room in my uh, head, yeah. I'm immediately like, they're, they're all Sandy Small, look how big he got. 
you know, like I just know, because I my know. brain's crazy. Seriously. So, yeah. But and then when you have like band photos, I'm sure so oh. like it's like sometimes I look at photos and I'm like, wow, I didn't I weighed a lot back then yeah, and I yeah. didn't and like it's just all in your not in your head, but yeah. it's just like nobody else is really noticing. Yeah, that, nobody else I, I, I just often, you know, it, it's hard to pull yourself out of yourself. It you know? is, like, it is. And I and I don't like I try to not attribute it. I mean, there's definitely a, a bit of vanity in it, but I don't want to... It's not because I need to look great. I know. It's like, I just, like, I don't want to disappoint people. You know, <laughs> I, know. What I mean? Like, it's so wild, though. Yeah. Like, this, I'm so glad you're on the show and saying this. Like, I can't... It's so wild. I would have never guessed, like, anything that you would have imposter syndrome. Oh, man, and it's yeah. so funny, because I know how you feel, because I do... I have, like had performances and stuff before where people have said some very very kind things yeah. to me and i like you said i take it to heart and that's why like every time i'm on stage i try to like really make it yeah like, i want to make it worth it same yeah so i take a lot of like i put a lot of thought into it and a lot of care and stuff like that but it is also i come home here and i'm like no like you this my i'm not anything special there's nothing right, special right, happening right. here so when you're telling me like all these special things i'm just like no yeah. like i don't you don't understand that's like, what it that's what and it then is. you get i get afraid because i'm like oh one day they're gonna figure it out that's exactly what i think yeah. i just think everyone like you know to the people who you know who who like what i've done musically you know one day are gonna be like oh wait a minute i know i He's just playing this. He's just singing this. Yeah. And he just that's and he just he's just eating pizza on Friday I nights. Know. That's all he is. He's just a he's just a shithead. You know, but like you're so <laughs> talented. So oh. yeah. So I well I want to ask you about the album. That yeah. so do you want to like speak a little bit about sure. that? Sure. Yeah. So put out this record. It's called Clear. We put it out uh, March twenty seventh. We put it out last year and uh, so ooh, close to the year. Yeah, yeah. So now we're now we're Congrats. picking up on a year. Uh, it was. Um, I think it's my favorite thing that I've ever done. Um, I had two records that have been like my favorite things that I've been a part of, and it was that this record clear and the last band I was in called The Social State, we put out a record called Everyone's Your Friend. Mm -hmm. And that one, too, is, like, those two for me are, like, neck and neck. This one's way more important just because of the sentimental value of it. Mm -hmm. I wrote it. We started to write... I, so let me, let me rewind a second. We made... When uh, Social State broke up, and remember I was telling you, I, I went through a period, like, yeah. three to six months, didn't really have a band. So I was making this... I remember when you guys broke up. So you were, so you yeah. Made, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a bummer, man. I yeah. know it happens, yeah. but I do remember it being yeah. like a big deal. But being in a band is like being in a relationship, it except is. you're with multiple people. Exactly. I haven't even have. I've never been in a band, yeah. and I know this. Oh, it's and like crazy. it's just because bands, like I see them, like I, my friends are in them, and it's like the decisions. Mm -hmm. First of all, compromising in a relationship is very hard. Sure. Compromising mm -hmm. in a setting with four people who really don't even have a romantic connection. I know. <laughs> like, it's just like, no, how do you do it? It's crazy. Talk about, like, the sociology, like, mm -hmm. that in my brain. Like, I'm like, I just want to study, like, the dynamics oh, of band members. It's crazy. It's really yeah. crazy. I mean, even in, uh, you know, in all of the bands I've been in, at at one right now where we stand i gotta i have to say i'm really lucky uh because the guys in university drive are unbelievably uh focused and 
super selfless and willing to kind of follow like me on this like I have a vision or an idea and everyone's just like yeah let's let's do that that's awesome. like, they get behind and, and everybody uh, supports one idea and that's I think that really helps a band work yeah. uh, you know at least as far as getting things done where you know a band like social state there were issues more like everybody kind of wanted to take the band like musically a different yeah. way but at the same time, I think that that also helped make the music yeah. as good as it was. That's you know true. What I mean? yeah. So I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think nah, it's just like yeah. relationships with yeah. people are tough. Yeah, it's kind of like you know? the Beatles. I feel like they all kind of wanted to go their own oh, way eventually. Absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. And, and lots of drugs, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, not us, yeah, but like with yeah, the Beatles. No, I know. That's true. That's true. A lot of, of drugs. <laughs> so, yeah. But, so, um, but yeah. So, so clear. Uh, so I, I made that record on off reset. I was just making it alone, um, and then I got band members to join, and people left, and people came and got, and then finally we got a band together that we liked, and uh, started. Okay, let's start demoing songs, and we got together at this rehearsal space in Pittston. It was just like a shitty warehouse with like no plumbing, you know, like nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. It's just a spot to record. We, uh, you know, we start writing this stuff, and we're having a good time. And in the middle of all that, my mom takes a heart attack and, you know, she's in the hospital for, you know, two weeks and ends up passing away. And it was like, it was like my world spun upside down, you know, like yeah. it was just crazy because nobody saw it coming. Yeah. You know, like we, we knew she, she had been having trouble with uh, the doctors had told her that she was experiencing vertigo because mm -hmm. she was getting dizzy. Uh -huh. you know what I mean, but, yeah. uh, but none of the doctors or anybody said it had anything to do with you know like her heart or yeah. anything so i don't know the, the the whole thing came on really really crazy and fucked me up bad yeah. uh fucked our whole family up pretty bad you know in the midst of all of it i, I couldn't really even like think about writing music but at some point i, I had to start doing it because mm -hmm. it's what i've always done mm -hmm. to stay sane yeah so I started writing songs and went back to some of the stuff that we were doing before all that had happened. Just side note really quick, it was a crazy time too, just because everybody, I'm not, I'm not gonna say like what every other band member was going through, but everybody, like there, there were four of us before Scott, or Scott Jordan joined the band after we put the record out, there were four of us. And in that week or the week leading up or the week after, each band member went through like a crazy tragedy like it was fucking crazy yeah that's wild like so something yeah was aligned right weird, right you know? right it was nuts so finally after like i don't know a month or so i just said well let's just let's start getting together because i'm gonna lose my mind if i don't what year was this in? this was 2018 okay yeah like the beginning yeah, yeah. or 20 yeah because then yeah. you released it into that yeah yeah 2018 so we got together, started demoing stuff, and I had these songs. They were super personal songs. Yeah. Just as like fucking around, joking around and stuff. And I just started putting like talking vocals in. Like when me and Steve, my drummer, were demoing one of the tunes. Something stupid, like nothing of significance. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, doo, 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 you know, like just making a sound or something. And uh, we listened back, and I kept listening to that, and I thought maybe it'd be cool to have voices in the record or you know, some sort of other part uh, kind of to guide the record along and make, because I've always wanted to make an album that was just straight through, 
you know, didn't feel like, okay, song one, mm-hmm. rest, song two, rest, song three. Like a good plan. Like, a, like a literally, like you could just put it on and put That's headphones awesome. on. And yeah. So that was, I've, I've wanted to do that for my whole life, so I thought the talking might be a good way to bridge the gap. And I mean, there's a million bands that have done that. Not a surf, brand new, you know, tons of as cities burns like, create. And I drew a lot of inspiration from those bands trying to do it. But uh, what I did was I I just put up a post on Facebook and on Instagram and all the other platforms and was like, hey, if anybody's interested, I'm I wanna I wanna ask you guys a couple of questions and then have you record your answers and just send them back to me. And they were just questions like, uh, do you believe in love? Do you believe in God? Uh, what do you think happens when we die? What does the ideal afterlife look like to you? There might have been another question I can't remember. Like all these people like in droves sent me this like some answers were two minutes some were 40 seconds and some were literal literally like 45 minute long them going so heavy into their life you know and going one friend just sent like a poem that she had done two (laughs) two poems about all this stuff kind of combined three of my other friends uh or not even friends just acquaintances just like told me all their stories of, of like the loss in their life and it was so heavy because every night I had a little laptop set up in um, my music room and I would sit there and I'd put headphones on and I'd pull those things into my session and I'd try to like run it against the music and find like well where where does this link up and where does what they're saying lock up with what I'm trying to convey in the song and so it was literally like living in death world for like I don't even remember how many months or a year or whatever it was. No one can you know? see my face right now, but I'm just like <laughs> jaw on the floor. It was crazy. It Keep was going. Crazy. This is amazing. Uh, it was just super intense, and it took a, a long time and a lot of. Did revision. you have to like force yourself to do it? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it was like super. It's weird because it was super thera- therapeutic in a lot of ways because when I would get it right. And I think the first time I I think I got it pretty good or decent was the second song on the record, Please Release Me. And when I got that all set up and I listened back and I just like, like, I was tearing up, you know, like, oh my God, like, that's it. Like, that's what I'm trying to do, you know, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And okay, this is going to work. Like that moment felt so gratifying. I felt like I could put into words how it felt to all of a sudden feel like, a different person you know like this loss like the last line is uh you know uh this ain't me this ain't me you know this is not who i am yeah you know like yeah. so to be able to through everybody's uh voices and through the music of the band be able to feel that i felt like i'd just done something kind of good i was super inspired and i felt rejoy uh, 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 uh just overjoyed and um but when I would have to sit there and listen to those stories, I know. that was really like, I would just, you know, I'd be smoking a million cigarettes, just like trying to like calm myself. You know, it was tough. It was really, really tough. Not to sound like what was me or pity, but it was, no. it was definitely a task for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if anyone ever accuses you of imposter syndrome, let me know. I'm going to send them a clip of this and then they can shut the fuck up because I, yeah, that's uh, art. So that's it, cool. It was tough. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. So then once it was over, mm-hmm. what did that feel like? Well, that 
that was the most amazing part. And actually, we got it done. We did a few different mix downs and masters and finally got one that we really liked where all the songs went into each other. And uh, I didn't think I was going to have a reaction to it because I'd heard it a million times. You know, I'd heard yeah. each song like quite a few times and heard every, you know, yeah. switch everything back. So when Chelsea and I both went for a drive to listen to the whole record from top to bottom, like she was getting emotional and, and then I would hear parts and all of a sudden like hearing it all going into each other, I was like, Jesus Christ, like this is heavy. And I, and I, and not even in a way of like, yes, I did this great thing. Like it was more so like, fuck, I hope this doesn't alienate people. I hope people understand like I wasn't trying to exploit my mom's passing. Like I hope yeah. like again though, it's like goes I back know. to that imposter syndrome I or just know. depression and anxiety of where I, you constantly are worried that that somebody is, you know, or people are 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 going to try to see the worst in you, I you know. know. And uh, but what was amazing was after we released it, I started just getting messages from people I've never met, and people after we did the tour with Cold, like we, uh, I was getting messages from people I've never met, never like different states, like all talking about how much the album had touched them because they had lost somebody yeah. or. And friends of, you know, I play in a few different cover bands. Like, yeah. they were coming up to me, my buddy Justin. Like, all all these guys would just be like, yo, I lost this person. And it was so, this helped me. It was in my it was in my CD player on my iPhone. Isn't for, that surreal? It's fucked up. It's yeah. real fucked up. It's super gratifying. It it's, is, but it's yeah. also just like, what? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely, and, it, and in my head, it's like, well... What what am I gonna do now? I, I, what am I gonna do like now that we're going to record? Yeah. You know. I don't well, know. how did so how did the tour come up then? So that's crazy part too. It's we put that record out. We did our CD release show at Stage West. At this point, I kind of I didn't say it to anybody, but I was like, this is probably the last album that like I'm gonna put this much effort into and you know money and anything well into, you put you know. a lot of work into yeah it. <laughs> and, and, I, and in my head I was just like I you know this is a this was a lot of work and I outside of doing little EPs I think this would probably be the last big thing I ever really try to do and no illusions or delusions of like rock stardom or anything I just kind of accept it like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna be a painter and a spackler and I'm gonna play music when I could yeah that's what my life's gonna be that's cool all of a sudden, I got a message from Nick uh, Coyle from Cold uh, and Lifer, and he's like, hey, uh, would you guys be interested in going on the road with Cold? And I was like, uh, yeah, totally, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but I was still kind of like, what the fuck? Like, how, how did that happen? Like, oh, it must have been through Nick, because Nick's local. That isn't really what happened. I guess the singer, Scooter, who's a wonderful man, they're all like the most beautiful people ever i love them people uh isn't that nice that you went through the whole tour and you still feel that way? i love them that's I love nice them. they're like that's awesome. family that's awesome. and uh they're they're all just so sweet and, and such great musicians and super passionate i guess what had happened was when they were getting ready to like they were finishing their new record newest record scooter was just like going through instagram like looking for like him and Nick were like looking for bands that maybe they could take out like local bands or not so local bands and because Nick and I follow each other and I had followed Cold and Cold follows Nick somehow through some algorithm my shit just kind of popped up and he heard it 
and then he heard the record, and then he was obsessed with the record, sort of, and he's like, well, let's bring these guys. Let's, so that's how it happened. What? So it's so... F- I have such chills. So it, like, blew my mind. Yeah. Because all my life, I was so used to just hitting walls, you know? Like, just I know. Like, and then it's like, you didn't even have to do anything that time. Yeah. And it I, just happened. Yeah, and that's what I always... What I started kind of telling people who would, you know, like... I would talk to a couple... I was talking to a friend just recently at the... Uh, I did one of those underground uh, microphone oh, things yeah. at the Culture Center. I like those. I love those. Yeah. Maria's really nice. They're yeah. great. They, uh, I was talking to a friend outside, and uh, you know, he's talking about how he's having a rough time. Like, you know, I'm trying so hard. He kept saying, I'm just trying so hard. I just want to make something happen. I want to make something good happen. I said, you know, when things kind of... Not that every... Oh, it's all worked out now I for know. me. But I when know. things kind of started to look like they were going to get better was when I stopped really thinking about it, I used to put all this pressure on me. I used to say, like, if you don't if you do not do this, you're an absolute fucking failure. I would, like, look in the mirror and say, you're a failure if yeah. you don't do this. Everyone's looking at you, like, you know, you got to make this happen. And every time you know, I'd get a rejection letter from a label or, you know, a tour wouldn't work out or a show would, or a song wouldn't get a good reaction, like... It was just like oh, oh, pouncing on myself more and more. When I put this out, my state of mind was, I'm doing this because I love it more than anything. That's why I play music. I love it not because I have any expectation from yeah. it. And I truly believe that if you go into whatever you're doing with no expectations as far as like your career, careerist yeah. in you or whatever, uh, I think that you're more likely to have good things yeah. happen because you're coming at it, you're coming to it uh, through through sincerity. You know? authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do people respond to most? It's like authenticity, know. you know, so. Yeah, wow. That's incredible. And you just gave, you gave people a voice, too. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I hope so. I hope. It's such a collaboration. Oh, it's in crazy. In a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, the goal was to make something that they could put themselves in without, yeah. like, trying to put themselves in it. You so, know, so, yeah, I have to admit it for the podcast. I've not listened to the album. It's all bullshit. Yeah, oh, I know. Good. Good. But, no, because my, my aunt had died, and so yeah. I was afraid. I actually used, I reached out to you to re- answer the questions, and then I started. I'm like, I can't do this yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, but I really, like, now I'm absolutely looking forward yeah. to it. It's yeah. a heavy listen. You know? So, but, so then when you were on tour, did you, like, play songs from the album? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and was that hard? It was certain nights were hard. Like playing that stuff, it's it's so it's strange. It's really strange because there's a part of it that's like euphoric, and yeah. you know, just you've. I, I personally feel like I'm just expressing myself in right. the moment, and uh, that part of it's beautiful. But then there were shows like where I just got like way way emotional. When we played, we played Baltimore Soundstage. We played uh, the Machine Shop. In, in Michigan and we played at the Viper Room in California and those shows in specific they were so packed and mm-hmm. there were so many people and we have all those voice clips so they're playing live oh really yeah I so, was kind of wondering how that worked yeah so all that stuff we have you know a whole rig of like we're playing to a click track and we play all our music live and all the vocals are live but we have those things kind of like in like a session like that just kind of going yeah. by so when we get to it and they'll pop up but uh 
and Steve and uh, you know uh, Ryan who was playing with us on the tour there were times where like they we'd all look at each other when like a certain like dude or somebody would say something in those voice clips and we'd all like get like lumps in our throats you know and at the machine shop I really for some reason I think it was just because I'd never I never thought that I would play in front of that many people ever mm -hmm. ever you know there's mm -hmm. like oh definitely over a thousand people in the yeah. room and my mom was a real like she supported me my whole life you know like all of my music I showed to her like almost first mm -hmm. you know before anybody else it was just intense to to be in a room like that see a thousand people hearing the voice tracks knowing the subject matter and thinking of how much she would have probably loved to have seen all that you know and be, be like oh it, it worked kind of worked out yeah. so it was there were nights where it was really heavy that's you know? wild yeah yeah there were nights where it wasn't so heavy there were nights where it was just like we'd play and somebody go hey good job man we'd go have a beer but there were a couple nights where it was like i literally after that machine shop show i just like wept i was i was a mess <laughs> i don't you i don't yeah. i oh my lord it was crazy i'm speechless <laughs> i feel like that's crazy it's like you have to like there's such an element of like your mom died yeah because she died you created this thing that mm -hmm. was so hard for you to create and then that thing is the thing that gets you like it's messed up it's really fucked up and it's, it's amazing it's amazing like, it's like it's like good the good and the bad are so intertwined uh -huh. it's like it's a psycho like, but then i just think your mom's with you and i know like, I, know. I know i mean that's like the yeah. belief i like i'm on the yeah. side of but i beautiful. just really do though yeah I, yeah i try seeing that that's the whole point of the record too it's like you're i constantly juggle with where i stand you know what i mean yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis everyone like, yeah. yeah yeah but you know i know some people are very cemented yeah. in their belief systems and that's great that's it's for everybody yeah. that's for everybody no matter what you believe or yeah. what you think but you know there's days where i'm like when i was at the machine shop i was like she's here she's here yeah. but then there's times where i get up in the morning i'm driving to work i'm like we're all none of us are here <laughs> like, I, bullshit right. like, you know yes. the cynic yeah. in me but exactly but that's that's the world that's that's, that's dealing with life you know so <sighs> boy so that's amazing well what in memory of your mom what was your favorite thing about her oh man she probably two things her laugh because when she would, when something would make her laugh, she just had this way of laughing that was like, I don't know, you didn't even, like, you know how, how you could have a friend who laughs and you just start laughing? Yeah, you don't even it's know. Yeah, yeah, like her laugh is just, feel it. Yeah, yeah, it just had a contagious, like, the moment she'd start laughing, you just start howling laughing because her laugh was so, uh, so infectious. It, infectious yeah. yeah. And her kindness. She's was like, if anybody thinks that I'm a nice person at all, it, she was the epitome of a nice person. And, you know, she treated everybody with respect and she did so many, like quietly did a lot of good things for people and helped a lot of people without, for and not any other reason, just wanting to help people. Yeah. You know, she was, she was just a truly, truly sweet, wonderful person. Not just because she was my mom, you know, she, she was just... Uh, a really wonderful person she helped i mean a lot of the musicians that are playing locally a lot of them started in our basement oh, you know like yeah. like 
you know, that's where we used to she rehearse. She let you guys. We used to have the first big show that I ever had, like our first real show, January 1st. I don't remember what year, but we were all babies, children. Yeah. My stepfather built us a stage in the basement. What? And we had like, I don't know, maybe 30 kids uh, come up. And the first show I ever had was in my basement there. That is something. Yeah, and then like the following year, we did another one there. and But all through our life, like we would have rehearsals there. And my mom, like... It, she knew everybody on name name basis, like her and Dan Rosler, you know, her and Chelsea obviously knew yeah. each other really, really well. Yeah. Uh, every, all Did she my play friends. music? Um, no, but she loved music. Yeah. She loved, like, she got me into Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. She, uh, she got me into the Beatles. All my life, though, I was, like, so anti-Bruce, you yeah. know, growing up. And at one point, she took me to a Springsteen show, and it, like, blew my mind. So I've been a fan ever since. And she was, like, a legit fan of music. Like, she would, you know, yeah. she had, like, the police records. And, yeah. you know, I would show her, like, Jimmy Eat World and Weezer and Radiohead. And she'd be like, oh, I love this. That's this is awesome. awesome. She was cool, She's open-minded. She was. Yeah. And also the fact, I respect any parent that will allow their kids to mm -hmm. practice in their bands. Oh, yeah. Oh, God <laughs> Because bless I'm them. just going to say, I don't know what's going to happen if I have musician children. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> I'm getting, yeah. like, the canceling headphones. No, yeah. that's so mean. No, I'm, it's, all, I'm in all support of it's, my kids <laughs> learning instruments, but geez. no, it's tough though, and, yeah. and I, that's a totally legit thing yeah, to say because there were my I we didn't know we found out like like you just sing quietly or whatever, yeah. and like you could hear stuff through that yeah. house, and she'd be like for years she'd be like I don't know Brian my stepdad yeah. like I don't know how you fucking sleep through all this like yeah. how do you sleep through all this. It would just be like, I just, I don't know, I just conk out. And one night, she like, he was getting into bed, I guess, and he was like, all right. And she had found out that for years, because he was a hunter. He was oh, a hunter, yeah. He was putting in his uh, his uh, yeah. earbuds, his uh, uh, hearing protection, every night for like 10 years. Oh, my So that's Lord. why he was sleeping good. Isn't that funny? He didn't tell her? No, that's not. And then finally, he was like, yeah, that's, that's how I sleep. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah. So. Which just sounds really cool. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad that she's memorialized. Yeah. You know? And yeah. yeah. Her message of love is like spreading. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's her, man. Yeah. It's her. Thank you. you. Know? So. No. But that's cool. So I, well, I do have some questions for you. Yeah. I wanted to ask you actually, how was your mental health on tour? Some days are better than other days, you know? I think it's tough being away from such a fun time and great experience to be on the road and to, you know, be you feel like this... Just being in a band with a, a bunch of your best friends, like, mm -hmm. that's all great, but at the same time, you know, you miss your girl, you miss your dog, you miss your house, you miss your bed, you miss uh, your family. Um, I... There, there were just days where it was... It was tough. I just feel like the relocating yeah. is just can be exhausting. It is. Well, that that's the big thing. I and think. like confusing a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you can't get settled ever. It's no. just like a war. Like then your mind is just like in a world. Well, that definitely. That yeah. always constantly just felt like we were in a blur. And every time we would go, like, because we'd have like a day off or something, like we go like, oh, tonight we're gonna get some sleep. Tonight we're gonna <laughs> like tonight we're gonna sleep so good. And every night, like it just we would never get the sleep we yeah. thought we were gonna get. And every day I would I would like look in the mirror and my eye my bags would get lower and lower yeah. and lower and lower. 
I, I think a lot of that just had to do with like the way we were traveling because you know we don't we don't have a driver or anything yeah, like know. that you know like when we're it's not like we have had a bus or a, or even a van like we were driving my literally my aunt Diane's Ford Explorer that she really? let us take with Angelo our guitarist with his dad's five by eight trailer wow so that's how we were traveling yeah. which super grateful it was I excellent. know I know you know but, but still like but, it's hard yeah so you got it's a challenge yeah you got it you know there were nights where we did just kind of like people would pass out in the car or whatever but most times we had to get a hotel because there's no way you could have four the other or five thing people. too is I've dated a few musicians equipment oh yeah Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh, it's a pain. Luckily, I haven't had any drummers, so oh, we're all good absolutely. there because I'm like steering clear of the drummers. <laughs> Jeez Louise! Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And, but you have to bring it in and bring it out, and you have to be careful, and mm -hmm. you can't leave it in your car because yeah. if you leave it in a cold, it might get cold, and then yeah. it might get hot, and then your crap. guitar yeah. might like get fucked up, and yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, it's so mm -hmm. much, such a big responsibility to just play music. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is for sure. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something funny to bring up because when we first, first show that we showed up on that tour, like, I don't know what we were thinking, but in our, in my head, I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to play, it's going to be great. But then we realized how quickly it's like, well, no, this is like a real tour. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta move. Quick. So that sort of stuff definitely. Did like, you get like, were there ever? Because I get like grumpy sometimes. Mm -hmm. If I'm tired and uh -huh. like I have shit to do, like say I have like art in my car and I have to bring it all in mm -hmm. at the end of the night, like I'm like in my mind like i'm angry <laughs> like, yeah I'm like, yeah i don't want to do this it's heavy my arms are breaking uh -huh. why yeah. do i do this do you have moments like that oh every day okay every day all right you know what because sometimes i feel like i'm like wow you are such a like little like grumpy girl but, no, like, yeah. no my thing is like with in those scenarios see if i'm alone yeah if i'm alone like yeah. no one's around i'm a crazy person like yeah. i'm i'll start you know if something pisses me off like Fuck! Like yeah, I, I just freak out, you know. Yeah. But the moment that I have somebody around, I feel like I don't know. Like I feel like if I freak out, they're gonna freak out, I know. and I I feel like it's better for me to just like try to keep the morale good. Yeah. So so being on on tour, especially, there were moments where the other guys were like, you know, like yeah. like my like Steve was having a rough time. Like when he doesn't get sleep, he's yeah. just like, dude. I gotta get sleep. That's how I am. Out, right? I'm just not good with it. Yeah, and he's great. Yeah. I mean, great, great guy. Like, yeah. My best friend. You know? Right, but, for sure. But Some just people like, are just like that. Yeah, he's like, like, I yeah. need to get sleep or yeah. I freak out, you know? So I felt like the need for whenever the guys, like I could sense the grumpiness, I'd just be like, God, y'all, you know what? The, the, everybody's just doing a great job. Constantly build everybody up That's and cool. say nice things That's so that nice. it was okay, you know? Yeah. That's... I don't think most of the time my grumpiness or my annoying you know, things yeah. I'd be annoyed with would ever show through because I was trying yeah. so hard. God, that's hard you know. in itself, though. Oh, but that, it's yeah. yeah, it's tough. But good for you. That's <laughs> nah, awesome. Try. Do you have any questions? So, and this is something I actually do think about today a lot because I see it all all the time. Like, what do you think, or how do you, how do you think like today's general culture and society influences mental health? Like the culture, the phones, the gadgets, the yeah. instant gratification, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's huge. Yeah. Sometimes I think, honestly, sometimes I wonder, like, if I'm living in a fantasy world. Yeah. With the yeah. image that I've created on the mm -hmm. internet. 
Yeah. Because I do not think that you can go to my profile and get an accurate image about who I am. Yeah. And I think that I think that I'm controlling my image by what I put out on social media. That's that's yeah. a, that I completely. It's understand. so terrifying mm-hmm. to even admit that because yeah. nobody wants to be that person. Yeah. But I think yeah. we're all that person. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. We're putting the best bits of everything yeah. up, and you know, you want like that's the reason I asked the question because I always, you know. There's so many people I know who, like, they they see stuff on the internet or, uh, you know, on social media and they think, like, fuck, like, why isn't my life like that? Like, why am I stuck in this part of my life and and all these people get to do all, all these unbelievable things and it's like, well, dude, like, that's the version and it's wild because that person's on their end looking for the things they don't have that somebody mm-hmm. else has and saying the same thing about absolutely absolutely you know? and i yeah. think it's if for me it just it's funny what happens when you just shut off your phone or close your laptop or whatever and just take a walk and you realize like oh shit like this is the world like yeah. you know like this right now yeah. this is real you yeah. know you get so caught up in this fake world and Twitter and what everyone's opinions are on this po- these politics or or this dumb thing that's happening in the media, you know? Well, that's another thing, too, is that, mm-hmm. you know, we used to be able to look at, the, like, watch the news once a day, yeah. read the newspaper in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like you see a shooting and then you see 17 articles for the rest of the day mm-hmm. about the shooting. And it's like, well, when are we getting away from the shooting? Because now mm-hmm. that's all we're thinking about. Yeah. And, like, we need to think about it, but, mm-hmm. like, when you can't get away from mm-hmm. it like what is that doing like that's yeah. really depressing and you know? and when like the depending like on what you know uh, just media bias in general yeah. like those you know whoever is writing what articles how True. are they how are they swinging it to which side exactly. and, and how does that fuck with everybody's heads on who who lean left or lean right yeah. or whatever and all that you know but, I, al- I always wanted to do a um an experiment on social media because Uh I, this is very strange, but (laughs) if I get into like, I don't really do this as much anymore, but like when I used to read news articles, like uh, from anywhere, like it could Mm -hmm. be a national store, I would look the person up in the news article to see what their lives are like. That's like weird, but that's what I would do because Mm -hmm. I'm interested in people. And then you would see like these people's lives and I'd be like looking at their wall and I'm like, wow, like everything that they write and then the people that comment back, like, is so different than mm-hmm. like me like mm-hmm. and like what I, like i'm like i would never write this and none of my friends would ever write this right. and i'm like really confused because like this seems really odd and not normal but to mm-hmm. them it's normal i know and then so i always wanted to do like look at all different people's timelines and like they're like look into like their demographics and be like mm-hmm. what is their how are our timelines actually different from each other right, right. Like, what am i being filtered like what are you being filtered? oh absolutely like, because absolutely. and then i think that we're all like oh why like i feel like everybody i know is like democratic and free mm-hmm. and open and whatever yeah, like, so i'm yeah. like where are these people in the world that aren't like this because everyone mm-hmm. i know is like that and like and that again goes right back into to like how it's not the real world I you know? know because you're just you're getting like all these algorithms or, right. or like working you know like okay well she's like this and he's like that and he, they stand this way so we'll send them all this and yeah. they live in their little bubble you know and meanwhile you know we'll keep going to the bank and fucking everybody or right. you know like it's it, scary it's it's crazy that we live in a time where we have like access to so much and yet we feel I, I don't know I feel like we're even more controlled and more like I don't know 
It's crazy. No, you're it's right crazy. though. You're right. Yeah. I and insane. I think there's something also to be said of like like watching people like have kids or like mm-hmm. watching like everybody get married mm-hmm. and like just seeing it all happen and then like um I don't know. It's just kind of strange in a way. Like, and then it's like, then sometimes I'm like getting jealous over a person that I haven't talked to in 20 years since yeah. I graduated college or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? So yeah. you're just like, why am I getting upset about this? But right. it's just because it's in front of me and I have emotions and I'm mm-hmm. a human. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's you, it's me, it's yeah. everybody, you know? And I just, I just wish there was, I don't know. There's times where like, where I truly believe like the internet should, I think everybody should have access to the internet. I truly believe that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a great thing. But I almost feel like certain like like I feel like everybody should have to take a test before they like yeah. before they like like, like a driver's license. Like maybe. something, like just something before they go on, you know, like all right, you you have qualified just for so you Facebook know. or you have qualified right. for Instagram. Yeah. Just just so, you know, That's I, interesting though. I've always thought that. And again, I'm I'm sure like Every, there'd be a million people to disagree with me uh, for but every that's so reason, interesting to think about that. yeah i just feel like in general like everyone everyone has these voices now you know but like i don't know so many people are so many people shouldn't be saying I mean, things I think, yeah. it, I think it happened so fast and like there was nothing like like we're just now catching up with it yeah like yeah, now absolutely. it's like what 20 years later i guess yeah. like so whatever something but like internet wise like mm-hmm. really being ingrained in us and it's like now we're finally seeing like the long-term effects like we're seeing like mm-hmm. how it affects our mental health like what happens mm-hmm. like it's sad yeah, the fact, yeah especially like young young girls young girls it's like just watching or reading some statistic with that i can't remember any like the percentages or whatever but i know that like their mental health and like the suicide rates or whatever yeah. like like it's insane how much it affects young women and it makes sense when I you know. go on these things and I talk to teenagers and they like tell me all about like the nudes that they get and like this girl said it and I'm like what is this life? Yeah it's crazy. It's sad. It's crazy crazy crazy. Yeah so I know I don't know. I don't know I try to use it for good. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. The the other question I had was have you ever have you ever noticed just because I've noticed it with myself, when you're having maybe you're you're stuck in a rut with depression or having crazy anxiety for a day or for a month, have you ever noticed physical effects yeah. of your of your mental health, like yeah. the it actually uh, manifesting physically, like yeah. by weight gain or weight loss yeah. or you know like. Yeah. So I went through a really hard time when I moved to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It's a long story, but basically I was trying to pay off my loans and failing. I wound up working for a tobacco company okay. and I moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like outside of Milwaukee. And they told me that my territory was going to be in one city, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was in inner city Milwaukee. So it was like deceptive. Okay. Yeah. So. I moved there and I wound up being like in inner city Milwaukee, which is insane and like nothing I've ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Milwaukee is like top four most segregated city in the United States, yeah. which like makes sense. And like now it does, which it shouldn't make sense. But right. if you look at the history, I'm like, okay, I get it, but it's horrible. Right. And right. so I just wound up in this like situation that was really 
one dangerous two not what i wanted and three i was like far away from home i was mm-hmm. terrified and i found out so much about the world that i just had no idea sure. like i don't know so it was wild and at that time i got really sick and like i was not okay like i was just like not yeah. and um i would like th- i started losing my hair wow the, and I, I got really sick. Like, I lost a lot of weight, but the hair thing was the worst because I kept, like, thinking, like, I kept, like, noticing it, but mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And then I went to get my hair cut, and at the salon, she was like, is something going on in your life? Like, your hair is, like, wow out. And like then I was like, oh, my God. And so then when I got home, my mom, like, she pulled, like, a clump out of, like, the drain, and she's like, I think you need to go to the doctor's. Like, something's wrong with you. And, like, I went, and I got all these tests done and everything, and, mm-hmm. like, it was just, I was just so sick at that point that, like, my hair was falling out. Wow. Yeah. Is that all just stress? And yeah. Because I was trying to figure out, like, I couldn't figure out how to leave my job. I couldn't figure out, like, where I was going to stay. I, like, wound up selling things to get enough money to move home. Like, I, like, it wow. was it was a really wild, wild time, and, um, I, I, yeah, I got really, really sick, so. God damn. Yeah. Well, Sorry to even bring yeah, that up. Yeah, no, it's not, okay. But. I actually am giving, like, it's funny with this conversation. This conversation has been incredibly inspiring for me. Awesome. Because Likewise. I'm going to be giving a TEDx talk, like, oh, yeah, next yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, And it's about Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Oh. But every time I rehearse it, mm-hmm. I cry mm-hmm. and freak out. Okay. But you're, so that's why when I'm asking you, I'm like, so did you have to force yourself to like right. listen to these things? Right, because right. that's literally where I'm at. Like I have one week left and I have to force myself to right. like do this, you yeah. know? So yeah. it's good that you brought it up. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that sort of stuff. Like I, I just noticed it even when, you know, for me, this most stressful thing uh, that I went through was losing my mom. And when yeah. I, when that happened, like, I immediately put on like 10 pounds at that yeah. point, you know, and and just felt so. I, I had quit smoking. Yeah. I'm back smoking again, which yeah. I need to quit. At that point, I put on 10 pounds and quit smoking. And I, I was starting to go to the gym and everything, trying to like feel better. Yeah. And I was physically starting to maybe look better, but I was inside, just felt like garbage. I've always had stomach issues my whole life. Yeah. But at that point, I don't know, everything, like, I always felt sore. Always felt hungry. Always. Like, I couldn't stop It's interesting stuff, how yeah. we think, like, our bodies won't respond. Yeah. Like, because we're yeah. always just like, no, it's fine. Like, our bodies aren't going to respond to this. Yeah. But they am- do. It's amazing. It's yeah. really, that's, and that's the reason I wanted to ask you, because I, I just think of when I get really down or something's really bothering me like I just notice little physical things yeah. you know like so it's that's crazy it's do you crazy. think that there's a link between artists and men, and mental health I think so yeah why though I don't know can I you think, figure it out I think you we're know? all fucked up <laughs> I don't know I think uh, um, I don't know what is it I, and do you ever and you know what's funny though is like we can have this conversation and it's like cool yeah. in this conversation like oh cool we're fucked up yeah when you're here by yourself oh, and you're crying cool. on the floor it's like cool. you're it's not it's not fun yeah and then oh, i'm like why are we all fucked up yeah, <laughs> yeah. i wonder I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh um like environment where we live like growing up you know what you see and what you learn from your family, your friends, your initial surroundings growing up. I think, you know, for me, like, 
why I ended up getting into music and why I ended up wanting to be creative and express something. I think all of it's like a direct result of upbringing and not that I had had a bad like parental or anything. I had great, great situation there. Mm -hmm. uh, more so just, you know, like... It's how you're raised. Yeah, yeah. And things you see, how you're treated, if you're yeah. bullied, all those things. I know a lot of people say it and there's a lot of artists that think, you know, they don't like to subscribe to it. You know, suffering makes great art. But, I mean, it would be ridiculous to try to argue that that's not true in most mm -hmm. cases. You know, like, I think, when are you... When are you most honest? I think you're most honest when you feel like you truly have nothing left to lose, when yeah. you have nothing else, you know? So that's suffering. And if you can if you can harness that suffering and turn it into something great and 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 do it all in spite of it as opposed to like I'm just going to suffer and it's cool to suffer. Yeah. It's not cool. It's no. just a reality, but you have to kind of like punch it in the face and say fuck you like I'm going to you know, like that's the way I try to look at yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I got one more question yeah. for you. And it's what keeps you hanging on? These days, it's Chelsea. Chelsea keeps me hanging on. Chelsea's amazing. She is amazing. She's so amazing. Yeah. I mean, half of everything like that you, you guys talked about on the yeah. podcast, like that's not even half of why she's so amazing you know? yeah that's not, it's the truth it's the truth yeah. i mean she has the amount that she's supported me in every possible way you know like uh then we you know we have our ups and our downs her honesty like though oh, even in that though mm -hmm. like in your ups and downs and mm -hmm. stuff like not that i know a lot about it but it's yeah. just she has a certain authentic honesty that yeah. i really appreciate because it makes me feel less alone yeah, yeah. No, she's she's incredible yeah. and uh I'm so lucky that I'm just lucky. Yeah, to you have guys her are really. Life. You I'm, guys are both on the same level. Definitely. Of goodness, I'm, I think. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a lucky guy, yeah. and uh, it's, it's her, it's my dog. I love my dog, Wilco. Yeah. He keeps me, you know. What kind of dog is it? He's a Westie Pomeranian oh, mix. He's adorable. Yeah. He's adorable. Every day, I used to help my help my stepdad with work on the side, and every day after my mom had passed, I would drive up. I'd always drop my dog off at uh, my parents' house before I'd go and do work with him. And every day he would sit on my lap driving up there. And it's so crazy because it was like he was like my therapy dog yeah. going through all of that. So I always think of that whenever yeah. like, you know, when, whenever he, I walk in, he's jumping all over. I'm like, that's my boy. It's, and what's his me. name? Wilco. Oh, like nice. the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got, you know, I've got Wilco. I have Chelsea, yeah. who I'm forever indebted to. I've got my aunt and my uncle, my stepdad, my stepsister. I, I mean, my my family. Like yeah. my family keeps me hanging on because my mom used to keep me hanging on. You know, because she was the one I felt like I could talk to about absolutely. Everybody feels that way about. Without her here, I've I've had to enlist all of their help. So yeah. they, it's my family that keeps me hanging on. So yeah. I try to try to respect my family a lot Definitely. more than I used to so I think when somebody passes away you gain a new respect for all of the things that person did oh man big and small because yeah. you know with my aunt it was very much like then our whole lives are need to be re 
figured. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Reconfigured. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because she did this or she did that and now she can't do that. You know? Yeah. So it's like, who's mm-hmm. going to do that then? And so there's like a practical thing. Mm-hmm. There's like the pain of it. It's just a lot. Oh, so. it's, it's intense, man. Yeah. It's intense. Oh. But I do find that sometimes it brings people together. Oh, I, I mean, it definitely like, brought uh, my aunt and, and my, my, me, my aunt, my uncle, and uh, my stepbrother and stepsister yeah. brought us together a lot in Chelsea and myself. My mom used to be like crazy decorator, like for all the holidays. Yeah. Like she'd be like, I'm putting up two trees yeah. for Christmas and I'm putting up this and that yeah. and this and that. So all that's like, that's gone, yeah. you know? And, and, and almost like for us to do it feels so disingenuous. Because it's not, you're only doing it because she used to Yeah, do it. yeah. Like that was her thing. Like was, she enjoyed doing that. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah. I don't, it's, it's. It's tough. I'm still, yes. I'm still working it all uh, out. I think, I think we'll always work it all I out. Know. You know? That's one thing. When people always say, you know, like not people, but a lot of people will say, you know, you gotta, you gotta get over it. You gotta get over all that shit. I don't think you ever get over you it. You don't stuff. get over I think you it. just manage it. You know, yeah. just figure it out. It's well, like your new reality. Yeah. Kind of like losing an arm, I think. Yeah. I hate to like say no, that, but you know, it's like now I have to learn to live life this way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you're never gonna forget it. No, no, yeah. absolutely. That's yeah. that's absolutely. It's crazy. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, for you so me. much for sharing. Oh, absolutely. That was really great. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Is for there anything me. else you wanna add? Uh, no, thanks for having right. me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, check out his band, University Drive. Check us out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This week's book recommendation is called Making Friends with Death, A Buddhist Guide to Encountering Mortality. Now, I probably just threw a little wild card at you because some people may not be all about the Buddhist principle in this, but I will tell you that in my own journey with coming to terms with mortality, both in myself and in other people, this book presented a new way to look at things that made me feel so much better and less scared and more about the natural rhythm and process of living and dying, which is a very realistic thing we all have to come to terms with. So that is my recommendation. I also recommend that you check out Ed's music and check out his album Clear, I definitely will be, although I'm definitely going to have my tissues ready for that. I do want to thank him for coming on the show, and I also want to thank everybody who has listened to the podcast, who has liked, subscribed, or shared. If you had, um, if you enjoyed the show, please consider doing that as well to get this message out to more people who may need it. If you're interested in being in the show, please never feel free to, never feel free, oh my lord, never be afraid to reach out to me. Uh, I would love to have you on the show and I am looking for one-time donations for things like equipment and travel costs so I can widen the scope of voices that I have on the podcast. Other than that, thank you so much for staying with us on this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Have a beautiful week. Check out the music by Joe Burke. He does the beginning and the end of this episode. 
amazing musician, should have mentioned him in the episode when I was talking to Ed, totally slipped my mind, now it's here. I hope you have a wonderful week.